Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What is the future of the hoodie? Did Atlanta's hiring of Raheem Morris as head coach make a lot of sense after Bill Belichick had two interviews there? Will be Bill be shut down now for right now? Or is he likely to take one of the two remaining jobs still available? That's in Seattle or in Washington. Will Bill sit out a year? I understand Raheem Morris getting a head coaching job in a second opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL and I think he could be a good one so that's almost separate to boy they hired him and they could have hired Bill Belichick I don't know what the relationship is like between Arthur Blank and Bill Belichick but it could be another example of a rich owner who is very involved in the day-to-day process looking at do I really want to hire a guy that's going to tell me to stay away and stop meddling which is what maybe stopped Jerry Jones from going down that road, which maybe stopped Arthur Blank from grasping the obvious. The obvious move is to hire the genius and to let him come in and give you a forensic accounting of everything that you do in your organization and tell you what you're doing wrong and tell you how to get it right. They passed on that, and I don't know why. And I can't believe that there have been eight head coaching openings and Bill Belichick is going to end up in a TV studio. That doesn't make any sense at all to me. Will he sit out a year? He may have to. I don't see the Washington Commanders, and I don't see the Seattle Seahawks going down that road as much sense as it, as it might make and as much as they could justify it. So this is the most baffling question of this offseason in terms of the head coaching carousel, even more confounding than why the Bears did. Eh, we talked about that yesterday. So what message is the league sending out? We had this... Same church, different pew. Brian Urlacher, retired by the league. Brian Urlacher left the Bears. Everybody thought he could still play, and nobody picked him up. I mean, what? It, 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 Bill Belichick isn't better than six, at least, at least six of the eight guys that are going to get jobs to be the next head coach. I mean, what? And Bill, Bill Belichick all of a sudden is going to be a better football coach. By sitting a year out, I don't. I don't think so. So, so clearly, it's all about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick had nothing to do with it, and he just sat there shotgun. That that's what the league is telling us. You know, what would be a great story, David, since you're all about the stories, and I am too. By the way, I'm not. This isn't me just poking back at you and having some fun. How about how about Bill Belichick and going to Navy? Like Bill Belichick going to Navy. And making like Navy a legit college football program. I got a better one for you. How cool would that be? How about Bill Belichick going to the Premier Lacrosse League, the PLL, because he is such a lacrosse fan? That's a story. I, I mean, I, lacrosse is very popular and looks like a very difficult sport, but at least here, nobody cares. <laughs> okay, so, you know. Say what you want about Bill Belichick and who, how, uh, the quarterback, whatever you're proposing. It, 
if you put together the best coaches in the, in the history of the league, he's on that list. It, you know, he's not only one of the great assistants in the history of the league. He's the guy that put together game plans, Super Bowl winning game plans called Buffalo. Um, he he also won six on his own, and not obviously on his own. He had different people with him, and and Tom is the guy. So, you know, you think about Tom Brady's career. Does he have that career if he doesn't have Bill Belichick starting it and teaching him all the things? And then by the time he gets to Tampa, he knows how to win. He has the confidence in, in what you're doing, et cetera. Um, great player and certainly a phenomenal career, one of the all-timers. But Bill Belichick stands alone uh, in this generation of coaches. He is getting older. He is 74, and if he sits out, he'll be 75 and trying to come back in if that's what he wishes to do. And I think he's, what, 25 games away, 30 games from being the all-time winningest head coach. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, I, I think, Dustin, the reason you wouldn't want him uh, brought in to try to build up a team is because he's um, he's never really been a recruiter. His personality is such that some people might be turned off uh, by it. Um, he kind of needs a pre-established team that someone has put together, and then he just comes in and finishes it off. That's kind of what you'd be looking for with a guy like Bill. Belichick. I, I I still have nothing but respect for him and his career. And I think that, you know, were this five years ago, ten years ago, he'd be hired in a second. People would be giving up draft picks to try to get him. And um, he's just he's just an older man now. And um, people look at it and they see it's a three-year plan. And uh, when you're 75, I mean, I guess the only job – after three years, you're eligible for as president. Oh, my God. What a question. What a question. What do you think of the Bulls late Thursday night in L.A. against the Lakers? How seriously do you take the athletics report that the Pistons and Bulls have talked about the parameters of a deal involving Zach Levine? I, I got to tell you, man. I mean, the, the Bulls were awful. Last night, they didn't play a lick of defense, and – and they didn't shut down uh, the three-point shot, let alone make any themselves. So, And they turned the ball. It was just a bad game. The Bulls were bad. Um, but I look at this, and the Bulls are in NBA hell. Um, we talked to Kendall Gill yesterday. He said he didn't think they were going to make any kind of deals. You know why? And, and, I mean, he didn't say this, but I believe. They overvalue their players. They think that they're worth more than they are, and they want to win big in a trade, even with a guy like Zach Levine, who is is going the wrong way. But let me ask you this. If the right deal was there, um, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, uh, Vooch, um, Caruso, Andre Drummond, rumored to be going to the Lakers, I, I, you just start adding up all the names of guys on this roster, who who wouldn't you trade? And they need draft picks moving forward, and they don't have them. And they are they're in NBA hell. They're they're good enough to kind of think they can get to the play in playoffs, 
and yet they can't really pull off a deal because they like their guys more than other teams do. That's just the worst position to be in in the league. I can't wait to see Max Levine exit stage left. That's just mean. That's just mean. Bulls actually played pretty good offensive basketball last night. They shot well, but they turned it over too many times, and they didn't play like a defense, as you mm-hmm. said. Lakers, 61% from the field. They hit 23s, and they shot 65% from three-point range. LeBron and AD, they did play, and they did play well. D'Angelo Russell was really good. So that's that's a problem, and the Bulls are having a hard time on this road trip, and it may not get any better even though they're going to Portland. Who knows what kind of shape they're going to be in Sunday. So that was a tough game to watch if you stayed up to watch it. It was not worth it. The Lakers had four peop- four players with 20 or more points. The rumors with Detroit and the Pistons, interesting because Cade Cunningham is not going to be part of that. Uh, Ivy's not going to be part of that. None of the players that you might want would be part of that. That would be the definition of salary dump. And you could see the Bulls engaging in that possibility, but I don't know where the rumor's coming from. It's a little bit of a surprise in the Eastern Conference. Also, maybe it's a way to try to jumpstart trade talks with the Lakers, who might be interested, or the Kings or somebody out West. The trade rumor that was most kind of like, oh my goodness, Alex Caruso to the Bucks would be something that would be very difficult to watch because Doc Rivers would find a way to get the most out of him, and we would see him on a more regular basis, and seeing him do that for another team would be tough. But I don't think the Bulls are going to probably do anything at the deadline. I'm in agreement with Kendall Gill in thinking that they're going to just stay dormant and run in place. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get into baseball questions. Yes, sir. That's Steve Stone. He'll be here 9 o'clock with Molly and Haw. All right. What did you think of the White Sox naming John Schifrin? the name's new play-by-play announcer for television and the first impression he made Thursday afternoon here on The Score with the Parkinson Spiegel Show. First off, like, I'm going to bring the heat. Like, I'm bringing the energy. Like, as soon as there's a crazy play or anything, you are going to hear it. You're going to feel it. All right, guys, your impression of the new TV voice of the Chicago White Sox. I thought he had good energy. I thought he had good enthusiasm. John Schriffen is going to be somebody that is going to bring it each and every day each and every game. He's committed. He has an opportunity of a lifetime. He's aware of that. He seems humble enough to grasp that. There's not going to be any drama. There's not going to be any no-nonsense. He's just going to call baseball games. And I think that his rapport with Steve Stone will be important. We'll hear from Stoney at 9 o'clock. But early results are Stoney's very high on the young man, who's 39, said he has a special personality. And this has been a good week for Sox News from the – ideas about the stadium in the South Loop to hiring a broadcaster that's projecting enthusiasm, happy to be there, going to be there every game. This is a good thing for the White Sox. Looking forward to hearing more about John Schriffen. 
The only issue I have, and he seems very nice, ton of energy, is the whole, well, I'm looking for Chicago to tell me about Chicago. That that doesn't necessarily sit well with me. Like, do your homework. <laughs> do your homework. Don't, don't you know, Chicago likes people from Chicago, or at least with a knowledge of Chicago, doing their Chicago sports. Case in point. Yeah, I, mean, I I think he wants some restaurant recommendations. I think that's fair. You know, help go go to out. Eater. Go to Eater.com. I know it's Shane and Shane's meats and all that, but go to Eater.com. Um, I I, you know, it's interesting because this is like the unmet friend. You know, I'm gonna watch these games with this guy. We're going to be sitting together in my living room talking it over, and uh, and he's gonna get there early and get the information and fill me in and. Uh, he understands that the priority for Jerry Reinsdorf is a guy who is fully committed on doing all of the games for the Chicago White Sox. Um, he talked about that. It, it, uh, it in a, was it a Zoom call? I don't know if he talked about it here on the station. I, I he's a young guy with a lot of enthusiasm and a positive upside, and I am I'm going to be watching the games with him, so I will be going in wanting to hear him do well. I'll be cheering for him so that I do like him and he is someone that can uh, can I can enjoy during a broadcast. I like that idea. Um, I don't know that I need anybody to go out of their way. I don't I don't want to be over entertained. I just want to talk about baseball, do the game, uh, let Steve Stone talk about the game of baseball. I, I think a broadcast is um, an important thing because if you're a fan of that team and you're going to be watching a game with someone, even if it's even if you're not necessarily a fan of the team, the broadcast is very important, and you want someone to be able to knowledgeably tell you what they're seeing and um, and kind of pull that information out of Steve. And I, I think. Um, I think it's good. I'm I'm glad. There were a couple of guys up for that job that I would have preferred because I know them. But I'm more than willing to to see how this unfolds and this guy has my support as he starts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.